Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Garrett McDonald today. He's the CEO at Maritime Resources. They're up in Newfoundland hunting gold. So there's an exploration and development play looking to get into production next year, permitting through at the end of this year. Uh, they've been busy since we last spoke to them in January, uh, raised some flow, flow through money, uh, 6.9 million bucks there, some money from Tembo Capital, strategic private equity investor from London. Uh, and they've managed to get rid of a rather large warrant overhang. So well done them. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation, what they've been up to, the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got commentary from experts from all around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, including gold. Um, quite insightful stuff. We've got training courses. We've also do summaries of all the interviews that we do just to save you some time because we know you're busy people. Uh, but most importantly to us, we've got a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse and all those nasty things. If that sounds nice to you, and I hope it does, go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Garrett, how are you, sir? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Where are you? You're at home, by the looks of it? Yep. At home, we're actually at a stay-at-home order here in Ontario. So uh, even if I wanted to go somewhere, <laughs> I can't. Why is that? So, why, why the stay-at-home order? Uh, well, with the COVID cases that we've been having here in Ontario, they've been spiking up. So the provinces uh, told us all just to, to stay home for a while and let it settle down and hopefully uh, things improve. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you get, you're, you're getting work done. It doesn't really matter, does it? We're getting work done. We're actually getting more work done, I think, because it's uh, there's less distractions here than when you're, you know, in a big city like Toronto or in, in the office. But uh, yeah, surprising what you can get done. We've been through, you know, literally three financings here and in, in a couple of key deals, uh, all without in-person meetings. So well, yeah, that's why I find. That's why I find you've been busy. Um, excited to hear about it. But like, before we kind of get it stuck into that, give us that one-minute overview for people new to the story. I'll pick it up from there. Sure. So, uh, so I'm Gary McDonald, CEO of Maritime Resources. Uh, we are a Canadian exploration and development company focused on gold in Newfoundland and Labrador. And our key asset is the Hammerdown Gold Project. And Hammerdown um, is a, a previous mine. It was operated in 2000 to 2004 by a company called Richmond. And they, uh, they mined about 140,000 ounces at a grade of 15.8 grams. And the key thing here is that they operated this mine when gold was about $300 an ounce, so we used a very high cutoff grade of about eight to nine grams per ton. So we currently have around a million ounce resource. The project's at the PEA feasibility permitting stage. We hope to have the, uh, the feasibility and permitting completed uh, by year end. We also have a lot of exploration planned for the year, which we'll talk about. That's some very, very interesting targets that we've identified and <clears throat> we're fully financed. We've done uh, some deals here just recently to, to really set the company up for success. So we've got about 11 and a half million in cash, uh, fully financed exploration and feasibility programs. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, well, let, let's talk about some of those things because we spoke at the end of January, okay? And um, I just couldn't help notice the amount of stuff that you've been doing. So let's deal with money first. You've got some flow through money mm -hmm. came in there. And then you've got some strategic money came in there. And then the, the dreaded warrants uh, the overhang seems to have gone. So when he talks through that, all of that money that's going to come in and, and it's various shapes and guises. 
Yeah, so we've been busy in the, on the finance side just for the last couple of months. So recently we closed a flow-through financing for $6.9 million. Okay, so that was a charity flow-through financing. So we were able to, to raise money at a little bit of a higher price, closer to $0.18. Cents. Um, you know, that was supported by some of our key shareholders, and we brought in some new ones as well. Uh, we then uh, closed a recent transaction with Rambler Metals and Mining to acquire some of their non-core gold assets, which included the, the Nugapon Gold Circuit up there in Newfoundland. Um, along with that transaction came a strategic investment from Tembo Capital, a UK-based fund. And uh, so they uh, came in for $4 million, hard dollars. So that was great. And we also had some warrant exercises just recently on Monday. There was a big overhang on the stock. 32 million warrants were sitting there for, for a long time at 15 cents. So those expired Monday. We had some of those uh, exercises, which brought in about 1.9 million. And, you know, add it all up, and including the, the transaction price for the, for the gold circuit to Rambler of 2 million US. And we're currently sitting with about 11.5 million in cash right now. And so fully financed for the year. Excellent. Okay, so you got the money for expiration, and we'll talk about where you're going to go in a second. The thing that caught my eye was the Rambler deal, um, the the gold nugget circuit. There, it means more to you than them, obviously, because it, it, you know it's it's where you want it to be. Uh, what are you going to be able to do with it? Yeah. So the Nugget Pond Gold Circuit. Uh, so it's a standard CIP gold leach plant, and it's been sitting idle since 2012. And it was the original gold circuit built for the Nugget Pond mine. Richmond operated that mine in kind of the late uh, 1990s. And then early 2000, Hammerdown was processed through that plant. So it's, uh, you know, Hammerdown has a, a great history through that plant, high recoveries, 97, 98%. Um, last year, we came out with the PEA study for Hammerdown, looking at a restart plan for the mine. We assumed that the Nugapong Gold Circuit would be that plant that would process the ore. So um, it can be set up in a way that is... Uh, advantageous for us and Rambler to operate that gold plant independent of what they're doing with their copper mine at the moment. We would both share the permitted tailings pond that's there. So yeah, certainly a, a great uh, asset for us. It's an idle asset that uh, you know Rambler can monetize. We did purchase some other non-core gold properties from Rambler as well as part of the deal. Uh, that also included a gold project in Quebec called Lac Pelche which really hasn't been uh, seen for a long time. It's 2010 was the last time it was uh, explored and they have some very good gold results there, um, you know, right in the heart of the Abitibi mining camp. So um, there's also a royalty package that we picked up. So there's a lot of interesting non-core assets that Rambler was able to monetize. And, uh, you know, we'll, all, we'll be doing the work on those shortly. We also issued some shares as part of the deal, but three and a half million shares to, to Rambler. So, uh, yeah, overall a good deal for everyone, and we get a lot of work to do now. The Nugapon Gold Circuit will be included into our feasibility study for Hammerdown, so we're working on that right away to uh, to look at that option. Okay, well, but let's let's look at some of the benefits that yeah. someone like Tembo Capital is going to want to see because they're nobody's fault. I, I know those guys in London very well, and they've got a lot of choice out there at the moment. So, what was the pitch to them about what you know this acquisition could bring? Well, I think it's a, a key piece of the puzzle of our overall business plan. We've always been uh, marketing the company as you know, a, a high-grade, low-capital startup. That was our, our interest. So first of all, we focused on Newfoundland, a jurisdiction that we really like, a uh, great place to do business. Found an asset in Hammerdown with previous high-grade mine, connected the dots to a process plant that was sitting idle. 
next to a permitted tailings pond. Started all of this work here with the, with the drilling, the infill, the resource, the PA study, and starting to build that, all those pieces together. Um, and now it's really starting to come. I think that's what, what Tembo was really interested in is that there was a, a low capital, high margin starter operation here, you know, 60, 70,000 ounces a year, get you into cash flow with lots of exploration potential in the area, then maybe we can, you know, grow this company through cash flow into about a hundred thousand ounce producer. So, so that's, uh, that's the key thing for us was the mill deal to get this in place and continue uh, an exploration with the financing that we, we just raised. It's interesting when you kind of look at the market and when you look at some of the PE guys like, like a Tembo, um, these cycles come and go where they're looking for cash flow, early cash flow, all cash flow, and then they're, or they're looking for pounds. And it's interesting that they're now saying, well, early, early to production is what we want in our portfolio as of today. Yeah. Yeah. Early production. I think, uh, you know, small, I wouldn't call them, you know, not simple, but, you know, low capital projects that can get through to into operations fairly quickly in a jurisdiction like Newfoundland where permitting is very straightforward, supportive uh, jurisdiction there for mine, mine development. So, you know, that's all really good. And I think that, uh, you know, Tembo also sees like most investors do with Maritime, that there's, there's more to the story. This is one way to get started using what's available locally with the Brownfields mine site, you know, but continuing exploration to hopefully, you know, get to that larger resource number. Uh, we're at about a million ounce resource right now. And if we can see that growing to say 2 million ounces, that opens up a lot of other options. And we'd really like to get to that 100,000 ounce a year production profile, because I think that changes uh, the nature of the company and be a lot more attractive to investors. Okay. And the strange one for me is, did you ask for the royalty to be thrown in or did they offer it? I mean, you're not a royalty company. You don't have any other royalties, do you? Uh, no, we don't. No, we don't actually. Uh, so it was kind of a package of non-core gold assets that uh, they were looking to monetize and it was part of the package. So what are you going to do with it? That we picked up. Well, it's a good question. I think there, there's some really interesting ones uh, in Round Valdor and Malartic, Quebec. Uh, which are very good. Uh, one of them is uh, called the Goldhawk property, which is owned by O3 Mining. So it's a very exciting property. There's a 2% NSR on that one. Um, you know what? We're open to all ideas. I think we'll see what we can do and to, uh, to draw the most value out of the, this transaction that we can. What's something like that worth? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, it depends on how, how good the property can become. I think they've had some very good results so far on that project. So yeah, yeah it could, uh, could be a good one. Okay, uh, permitting. You mentioned permitting. Mm. There, uh, that's obviously you're expecting that to be in this year. Yeah. So we started our permitting process last July. It was a you start with a project registration. It goes through some steps in the government, and uh, we're currently in an environmental preview report stage. So we're waiting to hear back from the government on that fairly shortly in the next uh, few weeks, actually. And if we're released from the environmental assessment at that point, we can then go and get all the construction permits that we would need. So really, I would say by the fall, perhaps end of the year, we'll be completely through to project permit, hopefully. Yeah, I guess it's the hopefully bit that always catches people out because you know some people sure. don't like to invest until permits are in place and mm -hmm. timelines with permitting, there's no certainty to it, but it, what gives you comfort that it's gonna be there or thereabouts? Uh, several things. Uh, certainly it's, it's the jurisdiction in Newfoundland and Labrador, it's a, you know, it's a mining province. They, they really, I feel, want want the business, want mining investment in the province. Certainly, we have to to do our job to make it uh, make it right, make sure that uh, 
everyone is consulted and make sure that our designs are, you know, environmentally uh, friendly to make sure that everything is, is done properly. Um, I also think that it's a fairly uh, straightforward project to permit for several other reasons. It's, you know, it was a historic mine. So it's, there's a history of mining in this area. It's a brownfield site. Uh, we've done a lot of test work on, on geochemistry and water quality and prediction of acid rock drainage. You know, determined that our waste rock is non-acid generating. So that's a really big, uh, really big plus for the project. And we're also hauling material to a mill that's already built beside a tailings pond that's already permitted, right? So there's, we've reduced the risk in many ways. It's also a provincial permitting exercise only. There's no federal involvement because it's small. And uh, so all of those things together, I think give me some, a lot of confidence that, that we can permit this project by the end of the year. Okay. And just coming to the production component, you're saying we're going to be in production next year. Everyone wants you to be in production next year. Tambo signed mm -hmm. up for that, right? So with regards to the, um, the Nugget Pond Gold Circuit, with, you know, with, the, with the plant and everything that it entails, it's been sitting idle for a while. Yep. How much money is it going to take to get this thing up and running and optimized? And what's it going to operate at? Mm -hmm. So it would operate at 700 tons a day is the, is the throughput that we designed in our PA study. And currently that's our, our thinking as well. Um, going forward, <clears throat> um, we looked at it and in the PA study, we also captured cost to refurbish the plant. So when plants sit there for a number of years, you, you replace motors and pumps and seals and things like that. So we think that there's, uh, there's some money that would be spent on that. We'd also have to add uh, a small grinding circuit. And this would allow us to decouple the gold circuit away from the copper concentrator that Rambler's using now. Because like I said, it's, it's important that both both mills can operate independent of each other that they don't conflict or, you know, interrupt each other. So we estimated a capital cost of about, I think it was about 9.7, call it $10 million, which was captured in our PA study for just the nugget pond refurbishment and the additional uh, granite circuit. Right. But at, at those sorts of levels, you know, that's, that's interesting output. So, so how many ounces a year are we looking, aiming for? We're aiming for about 70,000 ounces a year for about the first five years in our, in our uh, PA study that we identified. I think life of mine was about 58,000 ounces. Right, okay. So you got some work to do on the exploration. Mm -hmm. You want to extend the life of mine. You want to increase the size of the resources. It was about, it was about a million ounces. About a million ounces right now. Right. Yeah. So what are you going to do? What's the plan with this flow through money of yours? Yeah, so the plan for exploration right now for us um, with the, the money that we raised which is about 6.9 million of flow through just raised recently. Um, we're going to conduct what is the biggest exploration program in the company's history. Uh, we'll be drilling about 35 to 40,000 meters this year. The primary focus is to grow that million ounce resource above and hopefully up to about 2 million ounces uh, as the ultimate goal. Um, we think the best opportunities for that are right around the hammer down mine site itself and our nearby Orion deposit. So Orion lies about two kilometers away from Hammerdown. It was never mined, so this is a brand new deposit. Um, and there's about a two kilometer gap in between them that has seen very little exploration over the years. So we did a very uh, extensive and large uh, geophysical survey late last year. Uh, we followed up with some new drilling last year that near the end. Most of 2020 was spent on infill drilling to convert resources here in the, in the Hammerdown deposit. But we, as soon as we started stepping out to look around and see what else is there, we were finding a whole lot of different things, uh, both at Hammerdown and Orion. And most recently, we had a press release just a couple weeks ago on some new results that we found 
in between the deposits. So we're seeing that there's gold in between our two main deposits, early stage, but there's signs of life and there's, there's some really high grade hits that have shown up in there. So we got to focus on that. And we will also test the number of targets that have shown up around our very large uh, property package. We control about 360 square kilometers. So it's a big area and we've seen a lot of new things showing up. So our focus for the year, like I said, will be on the resource growth, but also starting to step out and see what else is here. Right. You, you've done some drilling. You're going to do an yep. extensive drill program now. I'm interested in how you plan that because you're going to have to raise nearest down at 10 million bucks to get the plant up and running at uh, full capacity, right? You're going to need to go out to market again and raise some capital. You don't want to be doing it at 53 million market cap and a share price like it is today. You're going to have to be very cute and selective with how you drill, where, how you step out and what you try and show the market, which is one thing. And I guess your technical team will be wanting to do it you know, the right way. They'll be wanting to sort of plan this and, and map this out properly. So how do you manage the market needs and your, your need to be able to raise cheaper capital by having a higher share price and a bigger market cap and the desire to actually do things the right way? Yeah. So we are fully financed all the way through for our exploration program and our feasibility, our permitting, our GNA, the whole in next 12 months are fully financed. We will do a project financing round for, for the hammer down goal project when we get through feasibility and permit. So I would say probably later in the year, we will look at that. Uh, but for now though, our exploration program is, is fully financed. Um, we're, like I said, we've got a number of targets right around the mine site that are our first priority. So we currently have two drills running. We'll probably be adding the third uh, to kind of go out and test some of these regional targets as well. Um, but that's really the plan. And I think when, when we get to that project financing stage, we have lots of different options available. We, uh, well, well, talk to me about those because I'm sure because yeah. you know I, you you haven't answered the question I was asking, which I get that you're fully financed for the next twelve months, and mm -hmm. there's an exploration program which is extensive, and that's fantastic. And some of the grades you've been putting out you know, this year, nice. But your market cap is what it is. Share price is well better than most gold companies, I would say, but in terms of it's it's positive, it's growing. But not enough. You're going to want to, you're going to want to drive that so that you can, at the point where you need to go and raise capital, raise cheaper yep. capital, right? So, you what? So if you're going to say, well, we're going to just do our exploration program, we'll we'll, we'll do it the right way, and that's great. But at some mm -hmm. point, you're going to need to talk to the market, and the market will either had need to have um, caught you. You should have caught their eye to make sure people are looking in the right direction, or what are these options which you're going to choose to play nearer the time when you need to raise the capital? Okay. So I think the value that we can add, and maybe that's your question, is to get get the share price higher before we do the project financing, how? right? How do you do that? Yeah, and how we do that is just to, I think it's continue doing what we're doing and and actually do what we had said we were going to do. So key, some key, you know, key catalysts that are coming up would be, released from the environmental assessment, actually getting a permitted project. I think that's pretty valuable in Canada. There's not too many of them around on a, on a goal project. Um, getting through our feasibility study, right? And just consistent drilling, drill results throughout the year. We can start to see that our resource is actually growing or it looks like we have extensions to our, our two main ore bodies or connections in between them. Um, I think that'll be also valuable. We're a little bit of a different company, right? We have a development project on the go and some, so some investors like that 
that phase where you're kind of in the feasibility, getting ready for construction, kind of bottom of the curve and then ready to take off from there. Um, other investors like the exploration, you know, treasure hunt and looking forward for new deposits and growing resources and finding new things. So we have a bit of, we have both actually. Um, but throughout the year, we'll be just, uh, you know, carrying on with our work, getting all those things done. And if we can get through feasibility permitting and you know, approximately 40,000 meters of new drilling focused on resource growth this year, I think those are, those are our big, uh, our big ways to add value. But, but you know what I mean? And so I sort of, I don't mean to be a dog with a bone here, but I just, I see behavior in the marketplace and I see reaction mm -hmm. from the market to certain stories, which haven't got half of what you've got, but they're selling at three times your market cap mm -hmm. because they keep putting out beautiful, exciting, sexy headlines because they've gone, they've stepped out not very far. They're putting high grade numbers out there, but fundamentally they proved nothing really. They haven't proved the size or scale of the opportunity. They're just putting out high grade numbers and that's what catches the eye. So are you not tempted to do a little bit of that? Well, I think, sure we are. I mean, I would, it's possible that we will. I mean, we will step out and test a lot of these new targets, but it's not going to change the focus of the company. The company is focused on getting hammered down into production. And we've been very careful with investors' money as well. We've been on budget and on schedule every year now. And our focus has always been bring hammer down into production, low capital, high margin, get to cash flow. Use that cash flow to grow the company from there. And that minimizes dilution, of course, if you're using cash flow. And and that's been the that's been the strategy all along. We don't have to be the biggest mining company right out of the gate. It's a good way to get started in a province that actually wants you there small and simple and grow from cash flow. We've got a lot of exploration potential, absolutely. Um, but we're very careful of, of how we drill that step out first from the resources. And we see a lot of these new targets that have shown up. Um, those are definitely worth testing. We're going to test those this year. There's a lot of them around the property. So, um, but yeah, we, uh, we're pretty excited about the year. I think there's a lot of good things coming. But, uh, we're maybe a little bit of a different junior company with the development kind of stage project that we have, and that is our focus 100%. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, Gary. appreciate the update. I mean, it's it's uh, you've, you've done a lot in the last couple of months since we spoke. Um, I'm sad to see, you know, you progressing down the track of getting this 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 feasibility study done, and obviously you'll be, mm -hmm. you've got your eye on the permitting um, as well. So just in touch, let us know how you get on, okay? Uh, well, thanks very much, Matt. And I just want to, you know, summarize kind of the key points for Maritime uh, going forward for us. It's a big year ahead. We've got uh, several catalysts that will come in that we think can add shareholder value. Uh, number one, of course, is our Hammerdown Gold project in Newfoundland and Labrador. It's a high-grade, low-capital project that's going through the development phase right now. Um, so we're looking for feasibility and permitting later in the year. Uh, we just acquired a gold circuit in the province that we would use for processing. So we're connecting all the dots on that project and it's moving along very well. Uh, we have a very aggressive exploration program as well, 35 to 40,000 meters planned for the year, the biggest exploration program in our company's history. So a lot of interesting targets. Our focus will be trying to grow our resource above the million ounces that we currently have. And uh, I guess on the third area that we're interested in now is some of these uh, strategic interests and uh, assets that we acquired along with the Rambler mill transaction 
uh, I think can add a lot of value to the company as well. And we'll be working hard on those. Uh, and the main one, of course, is the Lac-Pelletier Gold Project in Rwanda-Randa, Quebec, right in the heart of the Abitibi mining camp. And a uh, very exciting project that hasn't been looked at in a long time. So uh, stay tuned on that one. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.